In a world where the 80s ended before all the terrible movies were made, three brave role-playing gamers will do whatever it takes to make the worst movies possible. But for budgetary reasons, the movies are only in audio. These are the worst movies ever played. Hey everybody, welcome to Worst Movies Ever Played. I'm your director, Patrick, and this is part two of Space Squad Into the Furbogs. Maybe you didn't hear part one. That's okay. I'm going to recap it for you right now. Bodybuilder Rex Laserbeam and cosmic emo vampire Boba T are on the security team for the Interstellar Commonwealth's Space Squad. Their mission is to convince the Fertalians to join the Interstellar Bridge of Understanding and allow their planet to be destroyed. Since the Fertalians wouldn't join peacefully, now Space Squad is using Force, attacking their moon base, which is the Fertalians' sole defense. However, when Rex and Boba T realize they're actually kind of the bad guys here, they decide to turn the tables on their companions by throwing them at each other. You'll see. Oh, what should we do? You should throw Billy at the commander. I'm going to throw Billy at the commander. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> All right. So roll your accuracy to see if you hit him. Okay. Doing this move. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. The commander ducks out of the way, and then you throw Billy into the ground. It'll do one bit of damage to Billy. I immediately pull out my sonic blade and I look at the commander and I go, Hey, commander, before this gets out of hand, I just wanted to check with you. You know we're the bad guys, right? What is this about? I did some research, and it turns out that we're uh, displacing these people and putting them in internment camps, and it seems pretty dark and terrible. Sure, I'm a creepy space vampire, but I'm all about autonomy. We just want to know if you guys are also tricked, and then maybe let these fur things live on their weird fur planet. I see what this is about. All right, what do you know about planet Pleistocene? Pretty waterfalls. I think I saw a pamphlet once on a vacation. Planet Pleistocene was one of the camps that was removed. You're using the C word again. I'm going to tell you right now, it was great. It worked out fantastic. I can tell you right now that I could have never become the great commander I am in the interstellar commonwealth had I not had the chance to be removed and brought to a civilized society. Civilized, you know, we should be careful how we use that term. What about those other people who, uh, who weren't so lucky as you? The other people that didn't make the most of the chances that the commonwealth gave them. They were lazy and worthless and pointless. And if you're not willing to do the work necessary to make more of yourself, then you were never gonna get off Pleistocene anyway. No offense, but this is some pretty dark shit. Are you actively disobeying orders at the moment? No. Not yet. <laughs> Rex, you, you better just apologize and pick him up while we get oh, to the bottom of this. All right, interesting. <laughs> interesting turnabout. All right, yeah, let me pick him up here. I pick up Billy, I dust him off a little bit. It's like, oh, uh, sorry there, buddy. Uh, I think all this uh, cocaine Maybe just get into the old noggin. Commander, request to not do cocaine on any more missions. <laughs> yes, I think that's probably best at this point. <laughs> now that you boys fully understand what this mission is about, can you kindly get on the radio again and tell them what we're going to do? Before we do that, I know this isn't the sexiest thing, but we have to fill a lot of movie here, and we don't have the budget for more expensive battles. Sorry, did I say that out loud on film? What I mean is, <laughs> we should uh, make a list of pros and cons about this whole camp, destroying planet, relocation thing. Strong pro is you developed a career and an education and opportunities beyond what you would have had on your planet. Con, your planet and your entire way of life was destroyed. You help me out with some more pros and cons. Pro, it's an order. Con, disobeying an order, leads you to space Siberia. 
Wait, the Commonwealth has a space Siberia? <laughs> That's one of the camps. Got it. And what camp will the fur people be going to? Mighty space Siberia, I don't know. If somebody wants to make something of themselves in those camps, they can do it. I'm I'm evidence of that. Anybody can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and oh, do that, that, right? That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> he whispers to himself. <laughs> what? What did I say? Well, it's just, you know, your situation might be unique, but we're talking about the good of an entire people here, right? Now look, I've read my Earth philosophy, and I know tabula rasa, everybody's a blank slate, everybody's got the same chances. By God, everybody can do what I did. Oh, I- Oh no! Oh, Rex, it's worse than we thought. He's a space capitalist. I've heard about these. They're lunatics. You guys are looking awfully, like, uncomfortable with this, and I don't know why. If great people are gonna rise, some people are gonna get lost in the process. That's just how it is. Oh. And when you say lost, like, what does that mean precisely? You have an order. Are you telling me you're disobeying it? Okay. I am gonna just take a quick look at Rex and go, are we ready to power to the people? I'm gonna need you on board for this, old buddy. <laughs> we walk inside of the hut. Yeah, inside of the hut. Bleep Blorp is with us. Bleep Blorp is outside, and he's kind of readied weapons in case he needs them. Got it. The three of us walk inside of this mm -hmm. hut. We pull up the screen, and the mm -hmm. old fur monster's on it, I assume. As we're inside, I very subtly close the door behind us. Okay, roll to make sure that the commander doesn't see you. Great. Roll spy versus his intelligence. I get one. Yeah, the commander does not see you close the door. Great. Right. And I lock it. <laughs> yes, so Algernon Greymane shows up on screen and he goes, Dude, tell us what we have to do to save our people. What do we gotta do? You gotta pay real close attention to me, buddy, because things are about to get real crazy for you. Okay. You see, we're gonna run a bridge right through this guy. I reach my giant arm around the captain's neck and I'm gonna try putting it into a sleeper hold. Okay, try and grab the commander. Get strength? Strength, yeah. One pass. You succeed, you grab the commander. I'm squeezing his neck okay. to cut off his breathing. So I think that'll give my attack advantage. Okay, it is now Bobatee's turn. I'm gonna hit him with my sonic foil to stun him. I don't wanna kill him, I just wanna knock him out. Okay. I, I get an advantage because of he's holding him down. Two passes. Okay, so you just knock him out. Now it skips the commander's turn. And now I'm going to talk to the guys. Yeah. It's like, listen up. We didn't quite realize what we were doing back there. We were on the wrong side of this thing. We're very apologetic. We are so sorry. Mea culpa. So what defenses do you got on that planet of yours? We don't have much. I mean, everything was on the moon. We have a couple of escape pods. We have everyday people, and they've got bows and arrows and things like that, but it's it's not the cannons that were on the moon. Just point of order. How did you guys develop moon cannons if you're still using bows and arrows on your primary terrestrial habitat? We could have probably invested a little better when we were thinking of... We had a space race, and we put it all on the moon. But we can agree that perhaps this wasn't the best thought-out defensive strategy. <laughs> Yeah, in retrospect, that was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done that. Okay, great. So basically you're saying you're a defenseless planet except for this one moon cannon and the Commonwealth wants to build a freeway through your planet. Well, the Commonwealth has slowly been taking out our moon cannons for a while, and I, I think I know what you're going to do now. Which is? What's that? Make sure we're on the same page here. So this is not some sort of double psych to get us to give up the planet? You're not coming down to hurt us? No, we are sincerely interested in helping you. We're just trying to figure out if that's even possible, considering <laughs> you're- Let me ask you this. With all the people gone, with all the 
can you activate the laser beam remotely? Rex, the issue is if we save them right now, the Commonwealth is just going to come back. We need a slightly larger term strategy. They said that they have escape pods. We get our crew to go to the planet, then we get them to blow up their... Take your hand off the screen for a moment. I'd okay. like to speak to the furry one. Sir, do you have enough escape pods to evacuate the entire planet? No, we don't. We, what we could probably do is we could probably get the most important leaders off the planet if we needed to, That's and then still not very good. We could hide people. Do you have a place to go? This plan was about getting them off the planet. I think if we're going to be successful here, we've got to keep them on the planet. But maybe we could get them off the planet and not in a camp. I'm just trying to understand how we could possibly protect this planet with how one cannon that we easily dodged on the way in. <laughs> While you were talking on the radio, one thing you didn't notice happen was Bleep Blorp took his universal lockpick and stealthily unlocked the door. Part of this was precipitated by the fact that Tarax, once you collapsed the commander, blew up into the rafters and out a hole in the top. He got outside about and started going squawk, squawk. And basically they were like, what's up, Lassie? Timmy's in the well? Bleep Blorp, thank goodness you're here. He passed out from cocaine. So once the door opens, Bleep Blorp blasts you in the face. Son of a bitch. Then O Supernova blasts you in the face. I didn't even get a chance to give him my counter-explanation. They, they snuck up on you. <laughs> he passed out from too much cocaine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't, because you, lo you locked the door. Right. Right? Yeah. So they attacked. You both took one damage. Okay. It is now Boba T's turn. So they're in the room with me. Yeah. So Supernova tiny... goes, boys, this is really not the way to do this. It's rude. Well, I'm going to suck his blood, and that's going to give me health back equal to what I take from him. Make an unarmed melee attack against a living creature, add your charisma as a bonus stat, and then heal the amount that you take. Okay. Two passes. I heal one, and then I get a bonus. Okay. I look at Billy, and I go, Billy, I'm sorry, but hiss. And then I come at him, fingers outstretched, grab him by the neck, suck a lot of blood out of him. Oh, that's smart! <laughs> and, uh, and then immediately jump back. All right, so Billy is now bleeding from the neck, and he goes, Ah, crap, now I'm one of the vampires. You're gonna need to give me stats for being a vampire now. How long does it take to turn someone into a vampire in this game? Great question. Um, <laughs> As if Patrick would know that off the top <laughs> of his head. Uh, okay, so let's say it takes a full day. A full day? But a, a day here is five, five minutes. minutes. Great. So how many turns is that? Anybody that is turned into a vampire At the next will moon? become a vampire in... But you're on the moon. <laughs> two turns. It takes two turns Great. to become a vampire. Perfect. He's like, oh, because so you're really going to have to answer for that one. Okay, the commander is still passed out. Terax is going to try and use a move. Terax tries to shake the commander awake and he can't do it. It is now Rex's turn. Sorry, Bleep Bloop, but uh, I don't like getting my face blasted. I want to take Bleep Bloop, and I want to crush him over my knee. Perfect. Go ahead and try and hit Bleep Bloop. Two passes. Okay, that does not hit Bleep Bloop. But right. Basically, so you pick him up. Yes. And then you try and break him over the knee, and it goes clang, clang, clang. <laughs> and he goes, I am made of very strong metal, sir. <laughs> and so he proceeds to take his billy club, and try and whack you in the face. Yeah, I did get damage on him, though. No, you got two passes, right? Oh, no, he's very strong. Oh, We're in shit. trouble. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, so he hits you with his billy club for double damage. Okay. It is O Supernova's turn, and O Supernova yells 
to Bleep Bloop, and he goes, open up that tray again, son. The cocaine tray opens back up. Supernova grabs a handful of it and shoves it up the commander's nose. And the commander just goes, oh, oh, what is happening? And he goes, sir, we're under attack again. It's from the two insubordinates. And he goes, all right, here we go. Uh, and the commander is up and awake. Bobati, it is your turn. I will use my sonic foil to uh, whack Billy O. Supernova. One pass. One pass just barely misses Billy Supernova. So he dodges out of the way. And the commander is like, I order all of you to stand down. And when he sees that none of you are going to, he just grabs the Billy Club and he goes for Bobati. You were in luck. He's still kind of like, the cocaine is kicking in, and he goes, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready, I can do this. And he just starts flailing wildly, but he misses you every single time. And he goes, did I hit it? Did I hit it? He goes, no, sir, you didn't. You better try again next time, sir. Okay, it is now Rex's turn. Close up of Rex. He's like, all right, this is it. It's time to, to defeat evil. I thought I was good, but it turns out I was doing bad. But now I'm going to do good, and I'm going to do better than good. I'm going to do the best. He's like out of his mind, <laughs> clearly. He's like sweating profusely, but he is pushing himself to the limit. Heal two plus the number of montages. And you get two tokens. One, two, yep. Which I'm going to use one of them right now to get an extra action. Who is closest to me currently? The person closest to you is Bleeplorp. Yeah. Is there like a bunch of like computer equipment and stuff? In Bleeplorp? Or, or, oh, you oh in, in the, this room. It feels like a ham radio. And then there is the cannon, which, oh, Supernova knows how to operate, but nobody else does. There is a fair amount of wires and boxes on a table that holds the ham radio. The cannon has a ocular place for the eyes, and it's all a solid piece. Here's what I want to do. I want to grab Bleep Bloop, and I want to slam him into the table full of electronics, trying to short-circuit him. Okay. I will give you an extra die to, for trying to short-circuit him in the electronics. Great. Okay. One, two, three passes. Three passes. So you successfully pick up Bleep Blorp, throw him into the electronics, and he goes, Oh, dear! And then he starts to... <laughs> he starts frying a little bit. The table catches fire. Uh, great. And then he takes two damage. Good one, Rex. However, this wooden shack yes. is on fire. <laughs> yeah. And so the radio was like, hello, hello. <laughs> so it is now Bleep Blorp's turn. Bleep Blorp goes, that wasn't very nice at all. He's going to attack you with his nightstick. He succeeds and gets double damage on you. Wham, wham, wham. Ooh, ah, ooh. It is now O Supernova's turn. One more turn, he becomes a turn. vampire. And when he turns into a vampire, what does that do for him? It gives him powers, does it, it not? It would give him powers, except for the fact that we're in a shed that's on fire and in a planet where every five minutes you're blasted with full sun, and he has no protection against it like I do. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be bad for him. <laughs> that was smart. I get it now. I wasn't sure what your play was. Now I get it. All right. So he is going to... Hope desperately to not become a vampire soon. <laughs> He's gonna roll his intelligence. He is smart enough. All right, so he locks in to the ocular part of the cannon. The cannon starts to whir and come to life, and it aims at the planet. It starts 
firing. Something deep on the planet explodes. You don't know what, because the radio's down. And now it is Bobatee's turn. Great. Because he is working on this, I assume he's at a disadvantage. I mean, if you wanted to hit him, I'd give you an extra die, because he's obviously turned his back on you. Great. I'm going to hit him with my sonic foil. And I do triple damage. Yeah, so the cannon cannot fire anymore. A supernova is on the ground. He goes, oh, I mean, oh, okay, all right, fine. I, I submit, I can't do it. Pull me out of the flaming thing if you can. It is now the commander's turn. And he has the ability called Born Wild because he was born on planet Pleistocene, which allows him the ability to use Swinger, which is once per scene, he can climb or swing whenever he wants. He manages to pull one of the wires from the flaming wreckage of the ham radio, whips it across a beam. A burning beam. A burning beam, grabs O Supernova, and then swings through, and with O Supernova on his back, starts running towards the ship. Oh, that's a mistake for Supernova. So, uh, <laughs> that's true, it might be. Uh, okay. Rex, what would you like to do? Oh, I think it's time we have a little robot flambe. <laughs> so there's like fire everywhere, right? There's fire everywhere and it's getting worse. I'm going to do my Rex launch, my signature wrestling move. I'm going to grab Bleep Blorp from behind. going to go down to the ground and then push up. You're going to power clean yes. the robot. That's right. Into the stratosphere. And you're also in the cabin at this point, I'm right? I'm still in the cabin. And okay, I'm using great. a signature move, so great. I'm spending a token to do that. And right. if I'm successful, I will get two tokens back. Okay. Ooh. Roll your strength. And because all of my shields are marked, I get an extra die on that. So. Okay. Two checks. You launch him successfully through the roof, and he goes, As he hits the roof, he makes a hole, and then the flaming wreckage of the roof begins to come down on both of you. Yeah. And as that happens, each of you takes two damage. It singes. Bleep Blorp's turn is now. What is Bleep Blorp's intelligence? It's pretty smart. Bleep Blorp realizes he needs to engage reverse thrusters to not keep flying away. Bleep Blorp has thrusters? <laughs> <laughs> and so Bleep Blorp tries to engage his thrusters, but he can't get it this turn, so he's still flying away according to the gravity. It did double damage to Bleep Boba T's turn. Perfect. Turn into a bat, fly back to the ship very quickly, and I am now going to resurrect Ipswich. I think I said it would take you two turns to get back to the ship. So you're going to start turn one. Start turn one. Great. It is now the commander's turn. He's running towards the ship, too, Ooh. holding Billy. Okay. Billy, who any second now should be bursting into <laughs> flames and screaming in terror. He didn't notice that, and he didn't think about that. He's booking it, and he's booking it, and then at some point, the sun turns and crests the moon, and Billy burns into flames. Oh, it smarts, it smarts! <laughs> and then the commander drops him immediately and goes, oh, damn it, Billy. Billy, you were my best man. I'm gonna make him pay for this. Billy is dead. Yeah. Yes, oh, Billy is very, sorry, very dead. Sorry, Billy. It starts playing Take Me Home Country Roads <laughs> on the bagpipes. <laughs> when that happens, he's gonna try and use his athletics to dash really far. He's gonna start booking it. He succeeds, so he starts running really fast and he's able to get to the ship. Before me. Before you. Terax also swoops into the ship. He's one turn ahead of you. Got it. Okay, it is now 
Rex's turn. You're still in the burning wreckage. Yes. Okay. So obviously I'm going to run out of the burning wreckage. Okay. I'm going to run after the ship. Roll your athletics. And if you get two passes, I will let you catch up to Boba T. One pass. You get out of the burning building. So you've got two turns before you make it to the ship. Got it. It is now Bleep Blorp's turn. He's getting really far away. He goes, Velocity alert. He is slowing down, though, and is beginning to come back down. He will get back. Eventually. Yeah, he will eventually But it's going to take him a handful of turns to get back to the ship. It's going (laughs) to take him a little bit, yeah. But he's still in the air. It is now Boba T's turn. Great. I use this turn to get to the ship. You are one turn away from the ship. I don't want to go into the ship. I want to get to the body of Ipswich. Ipswich's body is right there. Under the shadow of the ship. He has now been turned into a vampire. Okay. So I'm going to do some kind of vampire healing. So probably what I'll do is drip my blood into his mouth. Okay. I'm going to let that happen without damage. (laughs) But that is questionable. I'll just drink more blood. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So I'm going to drip. I'm going to get blood out of my neck and put it into his mouth and it'll give him some health back. Okay. So this is your intelligence, right? Like you that you know how to do this move. Yeah, this is the thing I do all the time. Do it with two successes. Okay. Didn't get him. Okay, you misjudge the gravity and the wind. And so the blood, as you're trying to drip it into his mouth, kind of like floats away. Uh, I'm going to spend a token. I'm going to try again. Okay. Two successes. successes. Okay, so this time the blood gets into Ipswich's mouth and he coughs himself awake. (coughs) What? You! It's you! And he rears back and he... Ipswich, real quick, while you were dead... A couple things have changed. One, you're a vampire now. Congratulations. Two, I'm on your team. Turns out we were the bad guys. Sorry, our mistake. And this guy's trying to blow up your planet. Uh, Would you be so kind as to help us stop it? Roll your charisma. No passes. No passes. He goes, I can't trust anybody from the Commonwealth. And he goes and swipes at you. And he misses you. You thankfully get out of the way. Okay. It is now... So technically we're not from the Commonwealth. We're hired mercenaries. With a moral code, it turns out. <laughs> we didn't know it until we took this job, but we, we have know. one. We didn't know. There was so much we didn't know. <laughs> so sorry. Okay, it is the commander's turn. He's going to be doing something, but you're not going to be able to see him. Mm-hmm. Goodness is, the ship is inoperable. <laughs> this is a good point. You did definitely hide those keys. Yeah, and he figured that out pretty quickly. He found the keys? Or are you saying he figured out he that figured he, out, he figured out the hit keys yeah, are hidden? That, that, that is have missing. Over your radios... You all hear a low grumble over the intercom. It's a... And then uh, also over the radio, you hear Bleep Warp go... Understood, sir. On my way back. It is now Rex's turn. Okay. You are one turn away from the ship now. Okay, So you will be there next turn. So on this turn, I'm running, and then I'm like, hold on, I know it'll help. And then I rip off the legs of my jumpsuit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. revealing my, like, incredibly, like, toned legs, incredible muscles. And I start, I continue running. Now I will have a plus two uh, strength for this scene. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. Right. It is now Bleep Blorp's turn. Bleep Blorp finally gets the thrusters running, and it's going in great fashion. He starts hurtling fast towards the ship. This is going to be hard, but he's going to try and hit... You're right there. So, But I'm under the ship, and he's up in the air. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard for him It's going to be hard for him to hit. And he's pretty far away. So he's going to try, but it's not going to go great. And so he tried to blast you as he's hurtling. It is now your turn. Great. 
ignoring the gentleman who's angry with me, just saying, you're just going to have to trust me for a minute. Oh, here, yeah, buddy. I got to drop I got to drop him into this. We'll drop him right after you. That Perfect. makes sense. You're just going to have to trust me for a minute here, and I think I can prove it. I'm going to roll out of the shadow of the ship, pull out my muffler rifle, and fire at Bleeblorp. Okay. So Bleeblorp is very far away. My range is far, but this is a sniper, basically. Okay. This is my this is my very far-ranged weapon. Okay, give it, a, give it a crack. And with it, I get plus two for the rifle, plus, plus two for my accuracy. Okay. You Ooh, pass. triple damage. Okay, it only goes to double. But uh, you do hit him. You take very steady aim and you pull, and then there's a little, and then you hear moments after that this echo of. So he is down. It is now Ipswich's turn. Ipswich saw what you just did, and he goes, "All right, you have my attention. What am I doing?" First thing, don't go into the sun for a little while, bud. We're gonna figure that out. <laughs> but stay here in the shade. Okay. And two, there's a dinosaur man who is trying to destroy your planet, and we would like very much to stop him without killing him if possible, but... Okay. Could yeah. he, like, leap up and, like, disable the ship from underneath, or, like, sneak into the ship from underneath somehow? Ipswich, what on your planet is a nocturnal creature that sometimes drinks blood and uh, lives in caves? Dorax. Imagine a Dorax. Imagine what a Dorax smells like. Picture a Dorax flitting through the night. Nope, there you go. He has turned into a Dorax. Okay. <laughs> a Dorax is a lunar moth that also has long hair like a Lhasa Apso. Ah, well, Ipswich, you are both uh, beautiful and horrifying. And just so you know, you're very stealthy. He gets plus two stealth in this mode. If you would join me, let's reconnoiter the interior of the ship and find out what's happening. And I turn into my shrimp pip, and uh, we both flutter up into the ship. Let's have that be the move next turn. Got it. Yeah, because Teaching like, him how to be a bat is one turn? That yeah, makes that sense. Makes sense. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That, yeah. That's kind of a lot. Commander roars into the radio. Silence. He does it again. And then in English he goes, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> It is now... Rex, Rex has got to be pretty close. Yeah. So Rex is now at the ship. Great. Rex is running into the ship. Don't go in yet, Rex. We haven't reconnoitered. Where are you? But you're like a... I'm a glowing bat and a moth right next to the ship, just fluttering down there. And we're just going to be like, Rex, chill out. We're going to go find out what's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the plan here? Well, we're going we're gonna to fly up inside and see what the commander's up to and see if we can stop him. But I hid the crystal so he can't fly the ship. Great. He's also making all kinds of terrifying noises, so maybe he's some sort of giant lizard man now, or, or some such. I'll tell you what, why don't I distract him with these guys while you flutter around? He says, making a muscle, which I am doing right now in the recording. And look, I'm super impressed by his big muscles. Yeah, Rex, great idea. You get in there and distract the hell out of him, and we'll flitter around and see what he's up to. In the ship... Where is the closest, like, medical supplies? Roll your intelligence to see if you remember. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I definitely do not remember. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right. Hey, do you remember uh, where those medical supplies are by any chance? Yeah, let me rack my memory. I'm going to roll some dice here. No, I don't remember. <laughs> we just we just got hired for the job. I didn't really reconnoiter the ship. Yeah, it was kind of a fast initiation yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I was just asking. I'm going to run into the ship. Okay. 
Roll your intelligence to see if you can figure out where the commander is. Oh, I'm definitely not going to be able to do this. No, I have no, no idea. Okay, you walk, you get in, and you don't see the commander. You see an empty bridge, and you see everything basically just as you left it. What do you want to do? I want to continue to look around to see if I can find some kind of medical supplies. Roll your intelligence to see if you can find medical supplies or remember where they are. I'm not seeing it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say you remember all of the rooms. There is the bridge. There are each of your individual quarters. There is the broken holodeck. There is the gym slash kitchen. Oh, there'd probably be like first aid in the gym. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go there. Cool. So you head to the gym kitchen. It's kind of like a Taco Bell KFC sort of thing. Absolutely. Always. You see the pull-up bar that you were pulling on earlier. You're like, oh yeah, this old thing. Feels like forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the kitchen. And now roll with double your intelligence. Okay. To, to try and find the medical supplies. No. Could I just like eat an apple <laughs> and get some help? That eating pizza for health bullshit, that doesn't work here. Oh, uh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Okay. I'm looking around. I can't find anything. Oh, my wounds. It is now Boba T's turn. Ipswich, okay, we're going to fly up through this wheel well here, and uh, we're just going to do a little reconnoitering. I know you're new at being a moth, but just stay right behind me, and it's all going to be copacetic. Roll your athletics to make sure you get through the wheel well okay, and then he will do the same. So he gets uh, plus two advantage as a moth for that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, great. Five, so that's seven for me. Ipswich makes it through, no problem. No problem. Everybody flies up into the wheel well, and then as they fly into the wheel well, they fly into the guts of the mechanical room, and then once they get through the mechanical room, they come out a vent in the bridge. The bridge is looking empty. So roll your intelligence. I don't see anything. Okay. Does he see anything? Let's see what he sees. He sees something. He goes, hey, there's an empty crystal thing here. You're going to need a crystal to use this ship. <laughs> We're going to find it. Let's not keep talking about it, though. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll flit into another room. Okay. It is now Rex's turn. Yep. He is tearing apart this fucking kitchen. I mm -hmm. couldn't find this fucking medical supplies. Okay. I, again, roll double your intelligence to try and find the medical supplies. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Pass. You suddenly find, after tearing apart every single <laughs> drawer, you see the clearly marked first aid box on the wall. Oh, here that is. <laughs> and then you open it up. And what do you do? I open it up. Is there like an ointment or something inside? That uh, would, yeah, like, there, heal is, wounds? there is a there's a plus one health potion and some gauze. Great. I'm using the plus. It's one. not a health potion. We're in space. It's a health <laughs> it's injector. A Fine. It's a it's a space plus one space health injector. Okay. Perfect. I'm that. I'll let go. <laughs> okay. Health potion and a spaceship. <laughs> right. All right. So I'm using that. So that gives me plus one health. Really. All right. It's a lot of work for yeah, that. It's a lot of work for plus one health. Okay. I'm gonna go back into the corridors of the ship, and I'm gonna go, Ali Ali Oxen free. <laughs> come so, on, Commander. So which quarter are you going into? There's one for each of the five original crew members. I'm going into the one that was been been for the commander. So you go into the commander's quarters, you bust open the door, it was unlocked. So I busted it open for no reason. Low yeah. camera angle, Bigfoot, yeah. time's up, dummy! 
you go inside. What you see on the inside is you see a pretty nice bed. You see like a pennant that says Pleistocene Baseball on the wall. Some pictures of him as a boy. Oh, And cute. with his mom, <laughs> who is like a brontosaurus, but he's a T-Rex, but it's fine. It's no big deal. Oh, you're going to make us kill this character <laughs> and humanize him for 25 minutes? <laughs> you evil, sick son of a bitch, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, and then there's a pile of papers on his desk, many of which have the Commonwealth insignia on it. I will look through the papers. Roll your intelligence? Yeah. No. So as you start shifting through the papers, there's a lot of Latin words for different nebulae that you don't know. Do these papers look important? They look important, and some of them have stamps on them that say completed, and others are not completed. Great. I'm going to start ripping up the papers. (laughs) I'm just going to tear them up. Are you doing this loudly? Yeah, I'm doing it loudly. I'm I'm trying to be distracting. Okay, great. It is now Boba T's turn. Great. I will go into... So I was just in the bridge. What's the next room I would enter? The next room you would enter, if you're going backwards from the bridge, would be the quarters. They're all kind of next to each other. Yeah. You can hear some really loud paper ripping from one of the quarters. You I can... know what that is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to just use my spy and see if I can pick up if there's anything going on in any of the quarters. Well, that would be your intelligence, I think. Oh, my intelligence? Yeah. One pass. Okay. What's going on in the quarters is Rex is ripping up a bunch of papers that are of questionable importance. (laughs) Great. Ipswich, there's nothing for us to worry about here. Let's keep going. (laughs) Okay. Roll your intelligence, each of you, and tell me how many passes you get. This will come up in a second. Zero. Zero passes? I get two passes. Hmm. Boba T. You know two other languages other than English. I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to know two additional languages because I also know gliobatinomium. Great. Because that's my home language. So I get four languages. That's awesome. So you know gliobatinomium and English. Klezax is one. Bozalia is one. Dizak is one, and Allegheny. I'm going with these nuts, and I'll also go with the B one. Dizak and Bozalia. Neither of those languages are what you hear over the radio. Of course Son of a- <laughs> You had a shot. It was possible. And so you hear the commander over the radio say something in a language that is not Pleistocene. This is our shortwave radios, right? Because he can't really speak off ship on account of I've disabled it. Yeah. So who's he talking to? We killed everyone else. Mm. Oh, it's Ipswich's turn. And he's going to use his... Smell. Try and smell lizard. He turns back into wolf form because he's on the... Whoa, great transition, buddy. This is your first time back. How's that feeling? I feel great. You'll get used to it. It's a real rush. This is awesome. I'm going to strong smell from here. I'm going to go to the back. And so he starts sniffing his way down the gangway, trying to get a good smell on it. Great. And I'm going to land adorably on his head. So you're riding him as he goes backwards. It is now Rex's turn. Okay. Feeling like my plan of ripping up papers to go to the commander isn't working. Well, first of all, I believe we're in a new scene, so I want to take another token to heal. Okay. Since I'm a bodybuilder who wants to be a wrestler, I assume I'm going to have, like, vitamins and shit in my room. Yeah, I'll allow you to have vitamins in your room. So I'm going to go to my room, and I'm going to, like, pound vitamins. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is your strength? Plus five. Okay. 
you're trying to heal right now, right? Bet. You heal one. Eat your vitamins. It is now Boba T's turn. So did you get shields back for taking vitamins? Yes. Great. Hip switch. A moment, please. I'm going to jump off his head, turn back into my long, slender vampire form. I will appear to float. And what I'm doing is tapping into the blood source, which is all the blood that I've drank over the many years I've been drinking blood, and all the blood that was other creatures' blood before that. So any animal one of those creatures ate, that blood is now part of this source. On and on and on and back into the eons. And I travel through time, through this blood, back to the first blood. And I contemplate that blood, quietly, in my mind for a moment. And I understand it. <laughs> and I gain some amount of health. <laughs> I'm curious. I wonder how they're going to visualize that in the film. It's very cool. <laughs> you gain no health, but you gain a token for a very creative try. You remember the first blood, and you remember what it is like to kill others to maintain yourself. What is it about that one act of actually sucking blood rather than destroying a planet that makes you okay with this? There's two parts, of course. The first is that if I destroy the planet, I don't get any of the blood. But two, as a slightly moral mercenary, I have always only taken the blood of those who have been wicked, evil, or uh, in some way opposed me. Or who you thought were wicked. That's true. And uh, I am now reconsidering that. This wow. knockoff Star Wars movie got kind of heavy, <laughs> yeah. guys. Also, Ipswich, I'm going to teach you how to do this real soon, I promise. It just it takes some... A minute, and we got to deal with this commander that's maybe going to destroy your planet. I mean, that was dope as hell, dude. <laughs> that was something. It is now Ipswich's turn, and he's going to once again try and smell out the commander. He succeeds, and he goes, Oh, hell yeah. We got to turn around. He turns around with like a bloodhound sense and starts heading towards the bridge. Um, he was in the bridge? While that happens, he doesn't do this stealthily, but you hear a clink, clink. And the crystal is back in place. How did he get past us from the hollow room to the bridge? So here's what happened. We cut to a flashback. He is on the bridge looking around. He sees that a crystal is missing. He gets on the radio and he calls to Bleepborp in Pleistocene. And he goes, they took one of the three crystals. I've got mine. I need yours to take off. And then Bleep Blorp says, okay, I'm on my way back. Then you shot Bleep Blorp out of the sky. Right. Then the commander says, Bleep Blorp, are you coming? Bleep Blorp. Then he yells, God damn it, in English. <laughs> and then he proceeds to start scouring through the whole place to try and find the crystal. After some failed attempts in the quarters, he finds where you hid it in the broken hollow room. <laughs> yeah. And so he found it pretty clearly once he got into the hollow room. He wasn't confused by the Skeksis? There was like a lot of strobing But I sadness. guess that there was one thing that, one element strobing. in it that wasn't strobing, right? So yeah, like, like basically, like you tried to hide it and you were like, great, this is dope. And then as soon as you left the hollow room, it just fell into place. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was very broken. He hid in a corner and was trying to stealthily, like, was gonna attack you if anyone came into the hollow room, then no one came in the hollow room. But how did he get from the hollow room back to the bridge? There are two corridors. What? You didn't tell side. us that? No, I did not. I did not tell you that. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. So he's got two crystals back on the bridge. He's clicked it in, and then he proceeds to sit in the commander's chair, and then everything rumbles to life. In that other language again, 
This time he goes out on the interstellar. Ah, son of a bitch. Because he made a mistake before. He has called for something. Probably reinforcements. Yeah. And that something will arrive in five turns. I will do my moving very quickly and appear next to him and stab him with my sword. Roll your strength. A whole bunch of passes. You hit him for double damage. Great. Sorry about this, Commander, but we don't have time to talk. Sonic Blade! Insubordinate little shit. And now it is Ipswich's turn. And Ipswich is like, hey, buddy, <laughs> what's going on? And Ipswich just whacks straight at the commander. He is so excited that he misses completely oh, <laughs> and just scratches the commander's chair. And he goes, you brought one of these despicable things aboard my ship? I think it's safe to say we're all despicable things at this point, but we're trying to do better. <laughs> Rex is in the corridor and says, they may look weird, <laughs> but they're pals of mine. I assume we're in the third act at this point. Yeah. So I have this ability again. So as you know, I ripped off the arms and the legs of my outfit. <laughs> What's <laughs> left are ripped? I'm ripping off the remaining, like... <laughs> oh, just the abdomen Torso area? of the jumpsuit. And I'm wearing glittery silver, like, wrestling spandex with the name Rex on right. the butt. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to charge for the commander's chair. And he just punches him in the back of his head. When you punch him in the back of the head, his floppy head goes everywhere. <laughs> he flies forward. His disco ball eye comes off. And then in the next shot, when he slams against the side of the bridge, the disco ball eye is magically back on. <laughs> Editing. He gets back up and he goes, you insubordinate little flies. Do you have any idea what you've done? You've brought the entire wrath of the interstellar commonwealth on you and you're never going to get away from this. You think you've pissed me off? Well, just imagine what's coming for you. He has a power called making me angry that gives him two tokens when you have taken all his shields away and he is pissed. He fires at you because you were the one that just hit him. He does double damage to you. Ooh, that's smarts. It is now Bobatee's turn. All right, I'm going to hit him with my very overpowered sonic foil. Wow, I missed. My blade gets stuck in the side of the ship. <laughs> you don't have a token? You know what? I'll use a token to take one more turn, because while my blade is stuck in the ship, I'm right next to him. So I bend over and I bite right into his neck, and I do a blood suck. One pass. You get a hold of his neck and you start sucking. And he goes, ah, this is more pleasant than I would have expected. <laughs> he takes one damage from it. And I take one heal. So he becomes a vampire in two turns? Two turns. Okay. It is Ipswich's turn. He is going to wail on the commander. And he does double damage and hits the commander twice. Oh, the commander is down. Hells to the S. The commander is down. He goes, you... Ruin every single one of you. When this is over, we're gonna make you suffer. It's not gonna be in a nice camp like Camp Pleistocene, but he is down and he's weak. Great. Let's yeah. tie him up away from any controls and gag him. Terax swoops down and tries to protect. And I just swat him away. Well, maybe you do. Hang on. <laughs> okay. okay. Terax claws at your eye pretty good and you get one damage before you swat him away. Got it. I will very casually, while I'm bleeding, which does not bother me, grab him out of the sky and squeeze and say, we'll have no more of that. <laughs> uh, roll your athletics to see if you can catch him. Consider yourself caught. 
Yep, got him. Okay, so you grab Tarax, and now he's trying to fly away. He's fluttering, but you've got him by his legs. Sorry, Tarax. There'll be no more of that. Thank you so much. Is Tarax going to behave, or do I have to squeeze him? Tarax is going to behave for the moment. The commander says something in Pleistocene. He goes, Okay, fine. Fine, I'll eat Terax. <laughs> you're gonna eat Terax? <laughs> if yeah. I must. <laughs> if, if, you're, if this is how you're gonna be, Patrick, I'll eat Terax. <laughs> Sorry, guys, please look away. This is a little embarrassing. I unhinge my jaw <laughs> like a snake and uh, put Terax inside and crush him with my mouth and swallow him. Can't believe you made me do this, Patrick. I was trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> you take double damage while trying to eat the pterodactyl. It is going to claw the whole way through. And so it stabs into your neck yeah. as it's going down the gullet. And the commander goes, no, my beautiful Tarax, you animal. I take two damage, but he is eaten, right? He is eaten and he is gone. Cool. I'll take two damage. It was worth it to be done with that. <laughs> also, guys, I just ate a pterodactyl. It is Rex's turn. Okay, great. So did you tie him up? I haven't tied him up. I was too busy eating the pterodactyl. Yeah, I figured. I'm going to pick him up and I'm going to... Oh, you know what? I'll pick up my clothes that I oh, <laughs> shed yeah. on the floor, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to use the clothes to tie the commander's hands behind the chair and legs. Perfect. So you succeed in tying the commander to the commander's chair. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. The commander is tied to the chair. What do you guys want to do now? It is now Boba T's turn. Well, we know that something is coming. Now that the ship is powered back up, we're going to look at the controls of the ship. And since we're part of the Commonwealth, apparently we know how it works. If you would like to roll your intelligence to see if you know how to fly this ship, I need three passes. You got three passes. You got three Shit. passes. Okay. You know how to fly this ship. Where do you want to go? I don't want to fly yet. I would like to use the information console and see if I can understand what the commander's message was that he sent. Obviously, there's some kind of translator. So I would like to bring up the last message that was sent from the ship and translate it into English so we can all understand it. Okay. So you bring up the ship's log and in the ship's logs, you tell it to play the last message back and then you translate it to English. He says, there's a situation I need backup on the Fertalian moon. I think we should send a message, Rex and I. I'm just going to say, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm the mercenary Boba T. Over here is Rex. This place is terrifying. I can't tell you how scary it is here. These guys are ferocious. Oh, no, there's one here. And we point the camera at Ipswich, and he snarls. It's like, ah, we don't. We got to get out of here. Whatever you do, don't send people here. It's guaranteed death. Don't come back for 100 years, at least. Flee, flee. Find somewhere else for it to go. Oh, no, he's on us. Ipswich, growl. And we shake the camera and turn it off. They don't send a message back. Seems like you maybe convinced them. What are you going to do now? Well, I think clearly we got some more adventures to go on. We got to become rebels. Great news. We have a ship and a crew. <laughs> you in for this, Ipswich? Yeah, I'm down. This seems like fun. Great. What are you planning to do with me? says the commander. Oh, well, commander, you and I are going to keep having long philosophical discussions, <laughs> and at some point, we're either going to come to an agreement or we're going to expose you to sunlight. Okay. <laughs> hey, which is the hyperspace button? Don't touch that! <laughs> so, you guys have made the decision. You're going to keep the commander alive. Uh, no unnecessary bloodshed. Good. <laughs> yes to necessary bloodshed. <laughs> and you're going to fly away? 
I think our first thing is we fly down to the planet and we're going to <laughs> help figure out some longer term defenses for them before we go off and help the next planet in need. So you went down to the planet and everyone cheers for you. You are immediately hailed as heroes of Fertalis and then all is quite well. And then as the cheering goes on, we pan up into the sky and go deeply out into space. And then we see a clawed hand looking at the radar. Something's amiss. They couldn't have flown this. They're just fur bogs. We're going to need to send a detachment to see what's going on. It pans up and you've got a dinosaur that looks almost exactly like the commander. And they go, plus they've got my brother. <laughs> it cuts to black. Yay. And we'll see you next time in Space Squad 2. Thank you guys for hanging out for my Star Wars ripoff. I'm not a huge oh, Star man. Wars fan, so I hope it worked out. It, it was, worked out great. Yeah, it was, what was that fun. Oh, my God. And because there were so few locations, it cost a lot less than right. a typical sci-fi movie would. So yeah. this worked out really well for the producer. It's we basically need- like one patch of land in the California desert, <laughs> like with fur glued to it. Yeah, we needed a field with a red filter over it, <laughs> a shed that we burned, and the inside of a spaceship. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that's perfect. And one great wrestler. That's true. (laughs) Well, as always, we really appreciate everybody who's listening. Thank you guys so much. As you continue to listen to the show, it means a great deal to us. If you like what we're doing, please tell everyone you know. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Tell other people. If there are movies you want to see in the future, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Put a review on that podcast, my, my, my man. Put a review on that. Let the people out there know that this is the best dark podcast this side of the Rio Grande. And if any of you are out there late at night contemplating the one blood, feel free to reach out. <laughs> Please don't humor Brenton. Good night. <laughs>